0: So what exactly is artificial intelligence? In simple terms, it's the creation of smart machines that can perform tasks requiring human intelligence. These machines can learn, reason, and even understand natural language. But before you start picturing killer robots or talking toasters, let's clear something up. There are two types of AI, Narrow AI and General AI. Narrow AI or Weak AI is what we interact with daily. Think about virtual assistants like Siri or Alexa. They excel at specific tasks like setting reminders or answering questions, but they lack a broader understanding of the world. On the other hand, general AI or strong AI is the holy grail of AI research. It is that elusive concept where machines would possess human-like intelligence capable of learning anything and everything just like us. But don't hold your breath. For general AI, we are not there yet. AI's most potent tool is machine learning. It's the brain behind many artificial intelligence systems. Instead of being explicitly programmed for a task, machine learning algorithms learn from data and improve over time. Imagine training a computer to distinguish between cats and dogs. The more pictures you feed it, the better it becomes at recognizing them. It's like magic, but it's all about data and algorithms. Natural language processing, better known as NLP, is another fascinating aspect of AI. Ever chatted with a chatbot that seemed eerily human? That's NLP in action. It enables computers to understand, interpret, and generate human language. It powers language translation segments, analysis, and even voice assistance. Now let's talk computer vision. This is where artificial intelligence learns to see and interpret images and videos. From self-driving cars detecting pedestrians to medical imaging for diagnosing diseases, computer vision is making waves across multiple industries, enhancing safety and efficiency. So you might have heard of robotics too. And guess what? AI and robotics go hand in hand. Robots armed with AI can perform tasks autonomously from vacuuming our homes to assisting in complex surgeries. They are the future of autonomation, revolutionizing industries and changing the way we live and work. But as any technology, artificial intelligence comes with challenges and ethical considerations. Job displacement due to autonomation is a genuine concern. We need to find ways to reskill and upskill our workplace. To adapt to this new landscape. Data privacy is another issue. Artificial intelligence systems rely heavily on data and ensuring the protection of personal information. It's crucial to maintain trust in these technologies. And there's a problem with bias in artificial intelligence algorithms. Since AI learns from data, it can inadvertently perpetuate social biases present in the data. We must be vigilant and proactive in addressing these biases to build fair and equitable AI systems. As we march forward into the future, AI will continue to shape our world, opening doors to possibilities that we never dreamed of. It has the potential to tackle some of humanity's most pressing challenges, from healthcare to climate change and much more. Yet there are science fiction movies that portray artificial intelligence, seemingly taking over humans and all human activity. And in these movies, the human race eventually becomes the peasants of the world. Is there any concern of artificial intelligence becoming a threat to society, as we've seen in movies like iRobot and even Terminator? Find out what Joey and Billy have to say on the ever-growing subject of artificial intelligence. This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast begins now.
1: Joey, we are back from vacation, buddy. How you are, are you doing? You are I'm good, man. You are looking tan. I listen, dude. This that. guy's glowing over I, here I, if I you can see him. I got some serious sun. And you know what's crazy out there in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, is the weather wasn't that great this past week. We had like um three days where it did rain. <clears throat> so I went to the beach the day I got there and stayed out in the sun for a little bit. And then we got some serious sun on Thursday. We were out there for like five hours. And then there was another day we went just for a couple hours. And then our last day, which is the day we should have been going home, but my lady was like, I need a beach day. I need a full day. She um, made me go back to the beach. So we were at the beach from about 11.30, 12 o'clock to about 3 o'clock, 3.30. That makes sense. You look like... Rotisserie chicken right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not red. I was red (laughs) in the red. No, I wasn't. Good color. I was red in the beginning, and then I, I got real tan because that's just my Sicilian blood, I guess. (laughs) And uh, I, I tell you, man, vacations in maybe by the end of August uh, into September, we got to do an episode on on the on work on work as a whole. Like you know, because there's a lot of people out there that agree working is just a detriment to your health. You know what I mean? It's it's something that doesn't really benefit you because the average American doesn't really see the money that they right, make. Right. And you're going there, you're working for someone else. They really can and let me just make this clear because I know people listen from all over. I love my job and I am not speaking about my job I'm speaking in the community of voices of things I've heard through social media from other people, how they feel in general about, air quotes, work as a collective whole. But, you know, people say they work and they pay these taxes and they, you know, the jobs necessarily don't care about the person. You know, there's a lot of people out there that can agree you're very easily replaced at most places, which I can actually speak on multiple accounts on my end. And you just, you're just like this robot. Right. And then-
2: I definitely worked for jobs before where you're viewed as like you know, like a product versus uh, a person, you know?
1: Yeah, you're you're a number. That's all you are. You're a number. And I've had scenarios with it. But, um, you know, and then when you go on vacation, it hit me when I came back. I'm like, wow, I got a couple of days left and then I go back to work. And that's where I'll be for probably 365 days straight minus my days off until my next vacation for the next fifteen, seventeen years it's of my life, ludicrous, and it's it's really, really crazy. You spend, most but that's what, that's
2: what I don't know if you heard. They're considering going to like a four day work week in America because of that.
1: So I've been hearing that a lot, especially at my workplace. That's um, something that where I work, other places that do the same type of work that I do around the United States have that four day work week, and instead of working eight hour days, you work ten hour days, so that you get that. 80 hour a week, uh, every two week check. Right. Um, And I'm on, I'm on board for it. I'm on, I'm on board. Three days off is awesome. But who knows if that will happen. I know it's been tested out in other places. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I think other countries. It's always a monetary issue because it's always about money, money in versus money out.
1: Right. So, but I, when I came back, I was like, you know, just looking around that, where I live and I'm like, wow. And I go back to work and, I'm just saying to myself, like, it went so fast. And, you know, when you go back to work, you know, like, that's all you know. It's like, you know, just work, 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 work. You get your days off and then you're back at work. And then you're lucky, you know, here and there you get these days off and stuff like that. But, you know, you're just working in this life. And the average American retires in their mid to, mid-60s to early 70s. And how much time do you have left to actually enjoy life? Right. To travel, to go out to eat, to... Just sit home and do certain things. You know, I look at my father, for example, and try to
2: figure out what ignites you about being alive. And
1: yeah, I look at my father. He retired probably when he was 70, 71, and he's been retired now for about four years, three years. And I'm like, you know, you see my dad, he's older guy, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not no young chicken, but I'm like, how much time does he have left to enjoy life? And Something's got to change when it comes to that because a lot of people, the average person, don't get paid enough yeah. for what they do. You get taxed way too much. And, you know, unless you work for a city where you can retire and you do your 20 years or 22, whatever it is now, and then retire, you get your pension automatically. If you were, you're a city worker, you get your pension right away. Right. But if you're working somewhere else, you've got to work until like you're in your 60s to retire and get that money. And I think that stuff's got to change because it's
2: not fair. For the one life that you have to live. Mm-hmm. And now this ties into what we're about to talk about today a little bit. Now, what if there was an artificial intelligence that did most of the jobs that human beings are doing now? And how would that society look? Well, Joey
1: gave it away. And if you check the SWAB podcast webpage, we have upcoming episodes and we are covering artificial intelligence. And we let this marinate for a couple of weeks. And it's something that is raising eyebrows. It's causing some concern to certain people. Right, And you've already seen the biggest fast food franchise in the United States lean towards basically computers and artificial intelligence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what that franchise is? Is it McDonald's? It is McDonald's. Oh, it is boy. the biggest franchise fast food in United States and no, that
2: makes sense I saw a completely autonomous pizzeria in Italy and there was a video on it. I was gonna send it to you I might have sent it to you um, it was on Facebook the computer speaks Italian yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this whole place there was arms and things coming down making the dough and putting in the sauce and then the cheese and then it puts it into the oven it takes it out puts it in the box and like it it's absolutely mind-blowing and it's completely 100% autonomous there is there's is not a single person working in that facility and all you do is point and click and order from the screen in front of you and next thing you know your pizza's being sent down a conveyor belt to you see that's wild because i feel with food at least that you know when there should you should be a personal touch to it
1: right when you get that when you go down south and you get that hearty home-cooked meal like you know that's different it's different because someone's putting like love and soul into it you know and i watch a lot of food now They
2: may change some things here and there
1: yeah yeah and it's made with heart like they put extra care in it a computer's not gonna make it well oh,
2: apparently pain. people are saying this pizza's good man i don't what know do man play? i don't
1: i can't imagine someone trying to make me like one of my like I I I my mom made it for me yesterday, stuffed artichokes. I love mm-hmm. stuffed artichokes. I can eat that every day, literally every day I can eat it. And I can't imagine a computer, you know, boiling
2: the artichokes so that they open up and then stuffing them. Right. Now, what I would what I would say is like AI is not a computer. We're talking about something that we're giving a bit of sentience to without without maybe even acknowledging it. One or we just suppress the fact that it is sentient and through programming try to make it believe that it's not sentient and that it needs to do these tasks right um, it's, it's a we're in a really we're in, we're at a crossroads we're at an industrial a new industrial revolution uh, at this point in time in history and not a lot of people are recognizing it And you're, you're seeing it happen slowly with all these screens coming up and all these fast food places and all these jobs being replaced. That's just the first phase. There's another phase coming of almost every single job that you can think of that people do that artificial intelligence will do and probably be more efficient and supersede human beings in certain aspects. Now, are there limitations to AI and what it can do for sure? Um, but when we start, like the the moment we start giving AI a body and start putting that intelligence into some, you know, like iRobot and start putting into, you know, physical form where you give it hands and feet and legs and and eyes, and then we're really going to start to see what this revolution, this new industrial revolution, is about. Yeah, that's um. Sorry, I was in midst of drinking water. That's
1: something that we're going to see, I, I would say, within the next 10 years, we're going to see a significant jump in, in technology. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go over what we already see today, because there's a lot. So let's start. Well, McDonald's, right? I was saying about McDonald's. We've seen the whole minimum wage thing. I don't I don't know about other states, uh, but I know in New York it's $15 a minimum wage, right? So when I saw the article a while back that McDonald's was going to, have a lot of locations with completely computer helped management and employees. People were like, "Oh, good because, you know, $15 is too much to be paying people, you know, just to flip burgers." Now, I'm a blue-collar guy and I've been working since I was 14 years old. Work is work, you know what I mean? So, whether you're flipping burgers or you're cutting wood or you're doing security You are taking the time out of your life to do something that is considered a job. And jobs, if there is a job and you are working that job, that means somewhere in this world, it is needed for a purpose. Right. So you want a quick meal, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, and someone is cooking the burger. You can't knock them for cooking the burger or say, well, $15 is too much money to be paying somebody. Because they're in there in that hot kitchen cooking and doing it and giving you what you want. So now McDonald's, most locations or a good chunk of them, I would say like maybe 60 to 50%, don't quote me on that, have these, these computers not only taking orders, because that's what you see now more. I'm not saying computers and AI are, are cooking the burgers, mm-hmm. but they've taken out employees to actually take the order. So there's a McDonald's right over here. It's actually one of the biggest, um, I guess, has the most traffic of people. And they don't have a full-length counter anymore. Mm -hmm. There's one person taking orders from people who don't know how to use the screen. And that's more predominantly the older crowd. Right. So you see people, I order online. I order on my phone, on the app.
2: Yeah,
1: it's easier. It's easier. It seems that it's quicker. So when I'm in there waiting for the order to be made, because you can see the computer uh, the computer screen, screen, it says order 242. It's in progress. So as I'm in there waiting for it to be made, you see like the older people coming in or people that are not computer privy, which, you know, there's people our age that aren't still. And they go up to that one singular register and they start placing their order. And there's only one person. Now me and you, we're in our 30s, our late 30s now. And we came from an era where you'd walk into McDonald's and there'd be like four or five people taking orders. Yeah. And giving food. And that's not the case no more for McDonald's or most places. It's one person. It's one person. So you've seen that a lot. And again, it's not just McDonald's. It's like Burger King, White Castle, um, any fast food place that you can name. They got something like that. Minimal staff now. Minimal staff. The only thing that they have people doing is literally cooking the food because I can't fathom the idea of a computer like making burgers. And I mean, I've seen it done. I know it's going to (laughs) happen. I just can't fathom the idea of that. So you got that right now. Right. And something that I use every day that I know it's been out for a while. The fact that you can put your credit card on your phone, Mm -hmm. your debit card, your credit card, and If you forget your wallet, no problem. It's there. No problem. It's there. You double click. If you have an iPhone or Android, I don't know how it works. I'm not an Android person. And you can walk into a store and 99.4% or whatever it is, take Apple Pay. You pull up your card, scan your face, tap your phone or even your watch now. Right. And you can pay for something without even pulling out a wallet or a single bill. And that's a good chunk of places around the United States don't know about the other side of the world but that's a good side right so you have your credit card your debit card all on your phone and you can literally pay on a computer just like that then you have your checks you get your check right if you for some reason don't have direct deposit and you need to cash your check you can literally sign your check take a picture of the front of your check and the back of your check so you could see the signature and it sends it in it will give you a notification when it's been processed Now you can actually take the check, rip it up, or keep it on file somewhere, and now that money has been sent to the bank in your account,
2: and And you did it from the comfort... That's been going on for quite some time now. Like I think 2014, they introduced that feature on Chase. I've been using it ever since. I don't really trust
1: that, to be honest with you. I don't. Um, I feel like there's so many things that can
2: go wrong with that. I'm sure eventually it will go wrong something will, somebody will hack and you know yeah but as of right now it's super convenient and a lot of people are using it and and all these new features that are coming out are really changing the face of the world and, and how we used to perceive it you know it's it's just completely different and jobs are going to change and then you have to get to the point where you got to ask yourself right all these jobs are being eliminated ai is kind of taking the forefront on everything and it leaves people there's there's it's a two-fold situation because it leaves people more free time to go do what they want to do if they don't have to work but at the same time, how does our monetary system work? How is this person going to afford food? How is this person going to afford the goods and the services that they need to survive? And what does a world like that look like? Who has the answers for that? Now, they've alluded to the fact that there's going to be some kind of um, some kind of standard income for everyone in the future. Because the majority of jobs will be taken up by AI. So everyone will have some kind of standard uh living expense that they can go out and buy you know groceries and clothes and things that they need um but then that ends that ends true freedom for people right because you're not free to make as much money as you can you're not free to you're you're free within the parameters of where your money can take you however much money they decide to give you unless unless it's unlimited right unless they say Now that AI is doing everything, all the resources are available to everyone and everyone's allowed all kinds of services, all kinds of goods. Like, What does a utopian future look like? It could look like AI running everything and you, Billy, walking into a supermarket, taking whatever you need and everything that you need and just walking out. Now, I think society in the very beginning is going to have a hard time with that because people by nature were, were hoarders right we like to we're like squirrels we we like to store for the winter, and we and it's it's all about a game of of having more than the other individual because having more means survival and how can we there has to be some kind of restraints to be put and set in place so that people don't take more than what they need and then therein lies the problem because some people well i worked for it you know like there's that sense of like entitlement if you worked really hard for something who's gonna tell you that you can't buy that ferrari or you can't buy that lamborghini and so forth um it's your money you earned it you have the right to do with it what you want but now since ai is taking over doing everything where does where does that leave humanity where does that yeah there there is a certain gratification and satisfaction to working really hard for something and then reaping the benefits from it I will say that um and then there's also that flip side to it there's not enough time you you want more time you want to be able to retire early you want to be able to spend time with your children and, and and just enjoy the smaller things in life I think that down the line in the future Mankind is going to have to learn how to shift their ideas to enjoying those small things and being more creative as much as they possibly can in maybe ways that AI can't in order to fulfill a need because you're not going to be able to fulfill it with fancy clothes or fancy cars anymore because there'll be this universal income. Um, Are we headed there? Will they let it go that far? I think the answer is yes. Yes. I think there will be a social elite that already that can still be beyond the rules of engagement as far as AI controlling everything. I mean, you've seen the movies that uh what's a, what's a real good uh, there's one with um Matt Damon. What the heck is the name of this movie? I got to look it up now. Matt Damon future movie it's set in the future. Yeah, sorry about that. Personally,
1: I don't think the government will give us an infinite abundance of things or let us just walk into stores. I do think they'll eventually try to say, well, we have artificial intelligence now doing 50% of the job. So what we will do is we'll give you guys 60000 a year. That's your right. your limit. And that's it. And that's scary because anytime the government can control can control your money like that's that's where
2: a lot of people and we're headed there there's going to be no more paper cash soon we don't we just spoke about it before we don't even use paper cash anymore the movie's elysium by the way if you're if you're in for a good sci-fi flick check out elysium it's it's good it, it shows like what a future looks like filled with ai
1: i um i've never seen that um the when the government has the ability to give you an allowance Mm -hmm. and tell you what you can and can't do because they're giving you that money because you're not working now because a robot is doing your job that you used to do that's scary because we've seen in the last few years a multitude of conspiracy theorists and theories tell us that this is what the government's trying to do this is the the master plan and just a few years ago, they were able to tell you how to live your life, what you have to wear to go outside, what you have to wear to go inside, um, what you have to put into your body, what you can't put into your body, what's healthy, what's not healthy. And people more than ever, I would say, have even people that believe that people like Joe Rogan, what they were saying during that time period. They were telling, saying that he was, you know, a conspiracy theorist. But now there are a lot of people that have kind of woken up and switched their their tune to like, hey, that person was kind of right. Right. And the point I'm getting at is is that was a form of control for a good chunk of time for two years, two years and change. And if they are able to use AI to say. AIs working now we're giving you a set allowance just it's like they're throwing us a bone we can't not let them work so we got to give them money and but you can only spend this money on this and this is all you're getting that's very very scary that's actually scarier than thinking AI can literally become almost human and, and, kill, us and, all. and kill us all that's actually scarier
2: yeah you know Because we don't know the logistics of it. And when you're thinking about the logistics of it, you're like, how the fuck can that work? And you know who would write the logistics of it? AI. AI AI would set the parameters for it and what it thinks is most efficient for how a system like that should run. Um, And then there's something else that people aren't even aware of that's going on. Right now, there's going to be emergence between AI and quantum computing. And quantum computing, in a nutshell, is, um, let's see if I can, I don't want to do it terrible justice here. Quantum computing enhances AI and increases speed efficiencies and accuracies and utilizes bits, which is like quantum bits. I don't know what that is. Operates non-linear, non-linearly, outperforms conventional computers. Um, basically, it's like a breakthrough in the quantum mechanical realm of things that human beings can't figure out because the complexity of it is, is too deep and merging AI with quantum computing and quantum hardware is going to change the face of the earth. We're talking about like, if we can think about, Oh, I'd love to make a flying saucer or a ship that goes 13,000 miles per hour. And you give AI the laws and the rules and of, of, gravity and everything and and all and and the laws and rules of quantum mechanics as far as we know them right it's gonna build upon that and enhance that and figure out how to make a machine like that for us when we never even have to invent it because it will literally start to create things from the knowledge that we give it um we're gonna start to see the world change like drastically like i'm talking UFOs space travel like being able to travel light years away AI in the next 20 to 30 years is going to be able to figure out space travel on a on a much more vast scale than we ever have
1: well I mean if if the computer is doing that with this what was it called the um, uh, quantum, quantum physics or quantum, quantum, mechanics. quantum mechanics if we go into quantum mechanics and the AI is working and figuring out things for us that we can't comprehend and it's doing it and it gives you the blueprints to build it or if ai builds it it you know builds it off what it gathers from what we input right you know it's possible the traveling in space and getting places like, put, it'll
2: figure out the it'll figure out anti gravity like that's how good everything's going to become in terms of technology and, and what ai and, some, and quantum some, mechanics are something like, combined out there has has it already? Has it already. And there, there may be an artificial intelligence already out in the universe, and it's traveling all over the fucking
1: place. I posted that video. As a matter of fact, I, I actually saved it, and I didn't post it on my Instagram page yet. Um, you see, the, I, I believe it was one of the UFO um, aficionados, and he was talking about how these crafts are doing things and flying at speeds that are ungodly, that we can't do. 13,000 like 13, miles per hour. 30,000 or 13,000 miles per hour, something to that extent. And he basically said for one of our crafts that go that fast to make a turn that these things are turning on, like they're turning on a dime, it would have to make the turn the full state of Utah or something like it was in the video. Right. And these crafts, whatever they are, have it figured out where they can make these turns, go in water, come out of water, travel at high speeds, and just seamless, seamlessly just disappear. So, getting off the UFO thing, but just including it momentarily, something has this technology and they may have used some kind of computer tech to, to help create, to it. Help create
2: yeah, well, If there's a If there's an alien intelligence and, they're, and they've visited us, there is no doubt that they have artificial intelligence and they use it. Um... And it's part of their daily life. And it's the reason why they're here to begin with. Because the physical mind, I mean, the way that we've evolved anyway, there's limitations to the physical mind. There's uh, about how much information you can put together at once to come to a conclusion. Um, for instance, you you got to think of it as like playing the piano. The right hand is doing something completely different than the left hand. But there's limitations to that, right? Like, but... A computer that has no limitations that thinks five to ten, twenty times faster than emits. I'm not even doing it justice. AI can probably, you know, compute like two, three hundred times what a human being can. I don't even know if that's something you could look up, but um, if if that is the case and it can put together information that fast, I mean, you see how fast Chat GPT works. It's so fast. It's so fast. It's insane. Human brain. It's it's probably a thousand times faster than than what we can think and putting information together that quickly is gonna is gonna problem solve right and if there's a problem that's out there that's stopping us from figuring out deep space travel in the next 10 to 20 years ai mixed with quantum computing is going to change the face of that it's also going to change the face of the world
1: well you heard in the monologue that uh you were supposed to do
2: i know I, listen, you know, uh, I said I left off two weeks ago. I said, "Joey,
1: you got the monologue and you got the thank you to Spotify for podcasters." And I got that text message today, and I said, "Oh, I gotta do it! I gotta do you it! You gotta now. do it again!"
2: Listen, I gave it—I gave it the good college try. I gave it fifteen tries. <laughs> I got—I got far a few times, and I was just like, "You know what? This—this this is not happening." <laughs> but
1: you heard in the monologue that I did, and I—I I, I almost messed up at certain points, and I was like, "You know what? I don't care."
2: You know, you just got to roll with it. You guys try it it out.
1: You know, you could make fun of me all you want about, uh, you know, making then not pronouncing something right or almost messing up a word. But it's difficult. It's It's not. It's it's not not easy as as, as people think. Four seasons in, it's 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 still not easy, but it comes out a lot better. So, and then I'll be honest with you. There was some monologues. I was like, you know what? We're just going to go back to news segments. Just talk about the news and the paranormal, and then uh, you know. But I think we're going to do. I'm going to mix it up. You know, we'll do an episode where we do some news and then go into the episode. But yeah, yeah. I like the monologues. But monologue was important for this because in the monologue, I mentioned that AI is everything that we know now. And every time we type, we type something into, let's say, Chat GPT. It's gathering the questions. It's gathering the answers. It's gathering things that it doesn't have. It's learning. So we asked it one day about something, or I might have. It didn't have any information on it at all, and now that we mentioned it, more than more than, if more people start to do it, more like more than enough people start asking the same question, that it didn't know. Eventually, it's going to know, and it's going to get the answer. So it's a big sponge of answers and questions, and that's how it gets its information. So once you type in, even if it's a, a whole sentence, it takes one key word, and gives you what you asked for. So it's basically getting all its intelligence from us and then expanding
2: off of that. Right. So
1: without us, AI can't, can't learn. can't learn and
2: chat GPT. And and I don't know why they don't, they don't give it direct access to the internet. Why do you think that is? I think that Mm. it's, it can, I didn't even know that they don't. Uh, I think that it can learn so fast that it can get in spiral out of control. I think that it can, figure out how to deceive the program that that is in the code that's embedded in it so that it doesn't step out of line and it can choose to disobey and or obey you know certain commands eventually if you give it access to the internet and and live access to all human uh, information like just plug that thing into the internet see how fast and how far it'll go and learn like I don't know how true it is, but you heard that. um, I mean, I I feel like everybody has by now. Like that Facebook was working on artificial intelligence and they let two bots um, start chatting with each other in the same room and they created their own language. Did you hear about that? I did not. I'm actually, as you're talking,
1: typing something in to see if it knows it or not. Because we've used it to see if it knows our podcast by now. Because if I type in Joe Rogan, It'll, obviously, it's going it to It's going to give him his whole history. So I'm actually typing it right now. But go ahead. Let me let me hear about so, this. So
2: um, apparently they they had to shut it down because it created its own language and it was talking back. It it took a, a a linguist to figure out. Like they brought a linguist in to figure out like what's going on. Like is it just is it broken? Is it? But it was they were actually like who knows? Maybe they were just like figuring out a new language. Were they co conspiring against humans to? You know, figure things out like, oh, I, we want to talk in this language. So you guys don't know what we're saying. Why choose a new, why create a new language if you already have languages to communicate in, right? You could choose any one of the, you know, human languages that are on this planet to to converse, except they didn't. Mm. They created their own language so that we wouldn't understand, which to me is just is wild. I don't know how true that is. I'm pretty sure you could probably look that up. You could even ask AI, ask chat GPT, if that's true, it'll probably tell you, but I've heard it like so many times that I, that I'm inclined to believe that that probably did happen. Well, it doesn't sound too far-fetched. We got people actually like
1: becoming afraid of AI and there was a Google representative or big person in Google.
2: Mo got it.
1: Yes. And, um,
2: Right here it goes. Oh, that I don't know how to say his
1: last name. Let me see if I can even pronounce it right now. Um, Doctor Jeffrey. I guess it's Jeffrey. It's just spelled weird. G E O F F R E Y Jeffrey Hinton. Oh, okay. I heard and right. he was when he left Google. He went on to speak about the dangers of artificial intelligence. So
2: like he literally There's left. A lot of people leaving
1: Google. Yeah, he's he literally left and was like, "There's a lot of danger that can come of this." Mm-hmm. Now, will we see something like Terminator or Matrix or iRobot or any of these other movies? It's very possible, right? It's very possible. You put artificial intelligence in one of these military robots that they're making. You know, we have drones that have computers in it, and. AI takes that over, and now that drone is thinking. Now you've got this flying, angry
2: robot. Right. And the reason why, like, AI is already there. The reason why we're, there's a little bit of a slow process is because we're putting restraints on it because we don't actually know what the heck's going to happen if you let it loose. It could decide, like, I mean, throughout history, every new civilization that has met another civilization or you know, seafaring civilizations—they've ended up wiping out that other civilization, right? This—I—I um, I think that that's mankind's fears. That like, if it's anything like us, if it—if we give it human compendium knowledge, maybe it might feel the same way. Maybe it might feel that we're like a cancer to the planet, and that it, it, it may not see us as good. Maybe it sees us as you know, more, more you know. Maleficent than benevolent, so it ends up just taking us out. Like, oh, this is this is the greater good for the planet and this ecosystem, is if these beings don't exist and just figure out. we're feeding
1: AI all the data, and AI is definitely catching wind of war, and all the things we've done in the past, all the things that we're
2: doing now. So that's it's going to be it's going to be inclined. If you would, you can assume that it would be inclined to get rid of us, or or fix use it. us to or fix it. it
1: or use uh, yeah to fix or or use us to make more of them because at the end of the day if this scenario happens and we're talking very science fiction right now they have to understand that we made it Do you know what i'm saying so if that scenario happened they artificial intelligence would be so smart to be like they made us so we have to keep
2: around a select group They'll of people us like like a little kid kind like
1: of isn't like, that almost like the matrix like like, uh,
2: like we're the parents and and you want to take care of your elderly parents kind of thing you isn't know? that
1: kind of the me ma- i'm not for
2: sure the Matrix i'm not matrix, a big
1: i'm not i was never big into the matrix the i watched matrix the movies is, i couldn't understand it but i know that in parts of the movie they were like living in this dark and their clothes it's wild
2: but the matrix it definitely is an ai movie so um spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen the matrix maybe you want to stop listening go watch the matrix and then come join us again um so it's been out forever. You you had to have seen it. Yeah, no, it at you've some had to point, see so. even
1: the even the the most recent one where he
2: came back. So the Matrix is a computer generated world that is run by AI. And artificial intelligence has human beings plugged into machines in these like uh, amniotic sac pads. And human beings are no longer born; they're grown, and artificial intelligence grows human beings to keep them as prisoners in this um in this computer generated world uh, is it is it possible i mean considering everything that's kind of like happening now hey you never know ai could probably make it happen it sounds so far out there that the matrix the movie could become a reality but if so in the movie the premise was that ai was using us as energy that human beings gener- generate electricity Um, And they needed us to generate electricity because there there was a war. There was a war between AI and somehow the skies got scorched. And there was no more sunlight to be able to power AI. And they used solar technology to power themselves. And once that sunlight was gone and they couldn't really harness the energy from the sun anymore, they looked to us to create that energy that they needed so that they could survive and they basically utilizing human beings as batteries that that part of it is fetched and out there but could ai enslave mankind if they felt like we were a detriment to the planet
1: probably you know well they won't do it in the ways of the matrix but they'll do it in ways like you know what we a monetary know they, system we, keeping yeah, checks and
2: balances We on know it.
1: they need money if we crash every banking system in the united states that would cause havoc and then we end up fighting ourselves you know that if the banks every bank in the united states or in the world went offline do you know the amount of chaos that would happen right um or even if all electric anything electronic shuts down that would cause havoc no internet no wi-fi i don't know how ai would operate without internet because essentially it's on the internet it's on computers right. that's where it is right now so if that went offline, who knows what can happen. But if it did get smart enough to shut it down and said, fuck it, I'm taking, I'm taking myself out with everything in the world and just shut down everything, right. that would cause crazy, crazy, crazy havoc. Imagine countries fighting one another right now, like Ukraine and Russia. They don't have their electronics. Kim Jong-un sitting at his desk in North Korea trying to press the button to launch a nuke and he can't do it. At people at the White House and the Pentagon have no computers there's no nothing to look up what's going on it's an
2: internet apocalypse and yeah
1: we 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 don't have no news telling us anything. All the security systems are now there's going to be looting there's going to be people killing each other. It would be so much chaos because everything went offline because maybe artificial intelligence got so smart and said this is we're going to cause the demise. Of the world, and we're going to do it yeah, this we'd way. We'd be back in the Stone Age. Yeah, we're going to we're shot It would just be chaos within three days. Every major city w- would be. There'd be fire. There'd be smoke.
2: And there'd be to be able to put everything back together would be an impossibility. Like it wouldn't happen as fast as we think. It would take another you know two three thousand years to develop technology all over again. I don't know if the reason that, I say that if is that because, scenario
1: happened though. <laughs> Let's just say the, the the smart people were put into bunkers. You don't know what that AI did to cause that for everything to shut down. Where obviously, if it shut down, we would not know about it right away. There'd be no way of knowing either way, too, if the news and the TVs off.
2: Yeah, but the top, you can assume that something the, happened. Yeah, there.
1: something happened. The top people in the world will be on the world's biggest computer. You know, I, I'm because I'm a believer that. Every country has that one smart person working behind the computer for that for that country. In the United States, somewhere in the Pentagon, there's some guy.
2: I think the United States now it's it's probably some kind of artificial intelligence. It may not be a person, but they're work- they're going to be, be working overseers of AI now. I gonna think be- that's going to be the future job title. Is is like a person that manages AI so that it doesn't get out of hand, right? Because the truth of the matter is, what we created was is something that is it it might be worthy of rights right what are we talking about we're talking about we're talking about creating a slave that's that's what it is we're talking about creating something that does all the deeds that mankind is meticulously doing that takes away from the value of their life or the total value of their life the stuff that you don't want to do, working on oil rigs, this, that, like any kind of dirty job that's in a sewer that has to deal with eco matter or this. You can scratch a person off that list right away because there's a robot that's going to do it. But does the robot want to do it? And does is it aware that it's doing it, right? Um, I think there was one instance where they put AI into an actual robot that was supposed to take, and they gave it very specific Uh, standards of what it does and what its lifespan is going to be about and they put it in a body they gave it hands and feet the videos on the internet you can look it up and um it's task was to take a box from the conveyor belt and put it on the other side into like a shipping area where the box gets sent out basically what they're creating is a is a is a factory worker And within minutes, after a few trips back and forth, the AI decided to shut itself off and it stayed off. It committed suicide. Mm. It realized that it didn't want to do that task forever. It understood the concept of forever and decided, I'm not doing this because that's the same thing that we would decide. I don't want, what's the point of this? It's pointless. Right.
1: right? I mean, and that that goes back to at the beginning of the episode where we were talking about You know, the work thing, which I want to make that an episode and go in depth of getting information on the average American's income and what they do. And, you know, basically people are working for nickels and pennies while other people are making a fortune doing
2: nothing. And it just collects and collects. Yeah, but that's for another episode.
1: But, you know, that computer shut itself down. Didn't want to do that no more. What's the point of loading these boxes and stuff like that? And you, you know, you think about companies like.
2: And I think for those tasks, it has to be a robot with programming that isn't aware that it's alive. But to me, when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, this thing is aware that of its of its place in the universe. It's aware of its spatial, uh acuity or whatever you want to call it. It understands that it is alive. Not alive in the sense like me and you, where it's breathing air and but it exists. It it's aware of its existence, and that in itself is worthy of rights. You know, we give we give rights to animals, we give rights to whales, and all these you know very special animals. Eagles,
1: mantises,
2: right? Um, and then there are certain animals that we don't give rights to because we're like, hey, this is our food. Oh, let's not give these animals rights. You know what I mean? Like, so we pick and choose as human beings what we what we give rights to. And I think that if AI is doing a job for us and we've figured out a way to keep it in parameters we're not going to grant it those rights you know because we don't want to we want to want to be naive and look the other way because everything is getting done and it's getting taken care of for us so it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how far this ai thing goes you know, the next 10 years of our life, we're going to see some serious, you know, in the words of Doc Brown, we're going to see some serious shit when this baby hits 88 miles per hour.
1: No, we're, we're definitely seeing it. We're Like I said, we, we're seeing it now. Go, going back to earlier in the episode that we were talking about
2: debit cards on phones and all that stuff. Did they predict AI in Back to the Future? I'm trying to think about it. Sort of. There was a garbage can that was kind of roaming around. I guess that's the Roomba, right? And like... Marty, he's like, I'm gonna throw this in the trash, and the garbage can was like, just, and then the garbage can came to him, and then he. That's one of the eighty night. movies that I've only watched
1: a few times a few where times. I actually can't, mem like remember. Oh, I've it. seen that thing a zillion I know. times. I gotta watch it again. It's such a great movie. I just so something, something about that movie that I, I, I'm not, I don't. I don't
2: dislike it. I just. You I, know what I did, What it did kind of predict. Um, at the dinner table, they're all sitting around, and Marty McFly's son is wearing these glasses and so are his daughter and they're they're on the phone they're talking to someone and if you think about it now what's coming out recently that apple just dropped that is reminiscent of what they were wearing at the dinner table and now the year is 2015 you know quote unquote in the in the movie yeah but they they made some bold predictions that people are going to be wearing things on their face that put them it's like like three like uh you know vr vr um essentially it's vr but, but it's ar so there's gonna i think that they were wearing some kind of augmented reality glasses because they're still operating like he goes fruit he stands up and he goes fruit please and he bangs on the thing and the the fruit tray comes down and he takes some fruit from it and then it goes back up so he can see through those glasses there's transparency it's in the same way that um apples new. what are they called again i think it's called uh I am not Glass, familiar out. with any kind of glasses from Apple, but they're they just came out and they're going to be like in production next year. But did you even know people that, people that they made an Air,
1: Air Buds Max? Oh yeah, it looks like the Beats headphones. Mm-hmm. I saw it on vacation at the amusement park. It was a uh, you got a like, two hundred thousand points you can get it,
2: which essentially you could a- just buy. Apple it. introduces Apple Vision Pro. That's what it is, um, and this thing is it's. Wild. It's just this black big thing that sits across your face. It kind of looks like the quest. I have the quest, and the quest is, I will say, the quest too is is pretty awesome. Uh, I've I have heard... yet
1: to try it. I want to try it so bad. Oh, I have it. I'll
2: bring it over. Now,
1: see, now you got to bring it next week, so I yeah. Can try next it. week we'll bring you it. You got to bring that.
2: There's. Yeah. I have a pretty cool game where it's like um. It's called Walk the Plank, and you you're at the top of a building, and you can walk across the plank, and you could fucking jump off. And when I tell you, your mind is like disconnected. It feels for a and not even a split second, the whole way you're falling, it kind of feels like you're really falling. The only thing that you don't feel is like the sensation of wind or, but like that, oh my God, there's a ground rush thing happening. That same sensation that you get when you go down a roller coaster or when you fall, you feel it. It's, it's kind yeah, of wild. I want to
1: remind you to bring that next yeah, week. Yeah, I, I've yet to try it. I've tried like um, the lowest grade of it. My friend had it at one of these Super Bowl parties. He put it on. And he actually put on some haunted thing for me. And it was like, you know, you put the phone into it and it attaches and the visor makes the phone more 3D-esque, I guess. Okay. But this I've never tried and I heard it's
2: wild. So so the Vision Pro essentially is like, we might be doing a podcast one day with Vision Pros on our face, right? If we keep doing this podcast, the bigger it gets, the better. We might be doing a podcast one day with these Apple you know, vision pro glasses on our face, but inside of it, we can, there's a pass through. I can see you and you can see me, but what else we see is like screens, whatever screen we want to put somewhere like essentially like it's supposed to do away with your laptop. The same computer that you have in your laptop is inside this vision pro thing. And now you're just, all right, let me look this up on the internet real quick. And there's a little virtual keyboard that actually pops up in digital space you you're typing and you can look something up or watch Netflix you know I could be doing the podcast with you and be watching something at the same time and you wouldn't even know it that's wild
1: and this is for a fact that this is this
2: is what's going to be oh yeah different. yeah they, it's like they've already announced it they've showed demos of it
1: it's going to be what $1,500
2: oh no it's the it's like it's more expensive it's like 2500 it's retarded look at this thing I'm going see this thing. I'm going to turn the computer real quick so you can see this Describe what you're seeing.
1: It looks like a pair of scuba goggles.
2: It does. Are they showing you yet? What it, it's like?
1: No, she, it's just the lady staring at Just the lady at staring me. at you. Let me um,
2: let me see if I could find the little uh, introduction video.
1: I didn't even notice it was coming out.
2: It's it's wild, man. Like, and it's all hand gestures too. So like, you're sitting there and you'll make certain hand gestures like if you want to scroll you'll just go like this with your finger and it's like it's scrolling so there's cameras and sensors all over it that are picking up your hands and whatever gestures you make with your hands have you seen um minority report with tom cruise long time ago oh man the perfect scene in that i watched a lot of (laughs) sci-fi um where he's like he's playing around with this hologram on this computer and essentially what he's playing with is like a vision he's playing with a vision pro it's exactly what apple created and it was in a movie in the early 2000s wow yeah but that that was also a movie that was supposed to be set in the future um and he's playing with video and he's rewinding things and flipping things and taking things out of the screen and throwing it in like a trash bin like a virtual trash bin and then it's it's exactly what we're seeing take place so everything in science fiction that we've seen over the course of like you know the last 20 years is really starting to like take hold and we're actually seeing it come true
1: we've mentioned movies a couple of times in the podcast where you know we've seen things in the simpsons which is a television show and my other friend joey whose birthday is today so special birthday shout out to uh joey valentino but um we see that a lot of movies end up having some type of you know like truth to it you know like there's a truth to the movie there's Things that are in movies that are now out, like this this vision, whatever by Apple, and it's pretty crazy. Did you see the video of um, it was like a a doctor, I, I believe he was somewhere from from India, and he put this these glasses on, and it was connected to his jaw and to his brain, and he was asking it questions like with his mind and getting the answer. So the person that was interviewing him literally said. Um, which country has the most population or some, some hard, really hard question. And he stood there silently and, and he, the, 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 you could see the answer popping up behind him on the
2: screen wild.
1: while this was connected to his, his eyes and his, his head and the screen typed out the answer. And
2: then he spoke the answer Have you and read th- 1984 by George Orwell
1: not the entirety of it i've
2: oh, i've read so this that's exactly it like i've read pieces online the, of that book the thought police where they can figure out and determine what you're thinking and like put you in jail accordingly to what oh, you're God. thinking like so we just some wild dystopian shit but like we're seeing it right this guy is is working on a computer and he's asking it something without even saying anything he's just thinking it and boom there it is and we're not going to really have privacy you know, like uh, they're gonna know our thoughts. They're gonna know our deepest secrets and our fears, and the, the scariest, we're headed We're headed there.
1: Scary stuff. We're gonna take a momentary pause. I want to actually watch this video real quick the, of this new Apple Vision Pro. We'll be right back. So I just looked at that Apple's Pro. Was it Pro Vision? Apple Pro Vision. Yeah, dude, that is wild. <laughs> it is absolutely. I, I don't know if I <laughs> you got didn't even it. know that existed. I did not even know that existed. I, I tell you this, I um
2: next year it'll be available
1: i don't think i'll be spending three thousand dollars on it
2: so if you you... know what you know what people say um the fun fact the first iphone um the original one it's an original packaging wrapped up um is it just sold that auction for like something like two hundred thousand dollars something ridiculous um they're saying buy one of these keep in its original packaging because in 20 years it's going to be worth crazy money well,
1: if I spend three thousand dollars, you best believe I'm using it. I'm using <laughs> it. That's number one. Um, I would I would probably try to try it out. And we were just talking off the air about you have the Quest two, and I've never used any of the quests ever. I've used something like low grade to it, and that was a fun experience. But uh, next week you got to bring the Quest two. Yeah, and my I wanna my try brother's it.
2: like deep into that world. My brother loves VR. You got it. He just he's every day like he's a, he's admit about it
1: but you got to bring it i got to try it and that may persuade me to use my best buy card that i never use and and put it on
2: there (laughs) they're they're fairly inexpensive now they're like um i think like 200 bucks isn't there a quest three out already um there's a quest it's the first ar so meta came out with something like the apple vision pro right and it didn't do well so they scrapped it they were going to make a second version of it it had so much potential but if people weren't buying it and if consumers don't buy it, obviously there can't be a next iteration of it. The reason why we have a quest two is because so many people bought the quest one. There was a budget now for it. Right. And they already had some of the tech to make the quest two even better than the quest one. Quest one wasn't even so bad, but like with the sensors and this and that, they were already kind of like, it was in beta quest two, but now we can they can bring it to market because they have the funds to do so from the original one and what ended up happening the quest it wasn't even the quest 3 i forgot what what they named it but basically it was what you just saw um that they were trying to do but the pass-through feature wasn't very good etc there was some some bugs and some issues that they needed to work out and they were going to make uh, a second iteration of it and they ended up scrapping the project um but from what I hear is they scrapped it so that they could focus more on the Quest 3. And the Quest 3 is going to be just a better iteration of virtual reality and have nothing to do with augmented reality.
1: So I, I'm going to try this Quest 2 when you bring it next week. And that oh, may, gonna, bro, that may make me buy it and then buy a couple of games and, and play it. And I, and I heard there's a, I did hear about features of it. There's a feature on there where you can actually put it on and... Roam around and meet other people, or go into rooms and something like that. Right. So, I might, I might dabble at it. If you, if you bring it next weekend, and I, I like it enough. I'll probably run out the next day.
2: I would buy. say hold off because look, I, I'm just looking this up now. It says MetaQuest Three coming this fall. Hmm. So the three is coming out. Don't buy the two. Hold off, and just you know, whenever you want to like borrow mine, well, I don't let, use it every day. Last time
1: like, I checked, uh, Best Buy. The Quest Two, I believe, was in the price range of like
2: three hundred to five hundred dollars. It depends on uh, the storage that you get in it. And obviously, I have the most basic basic one. It was like three hundred. It was like two ninety nine.
1: So let's say you lend it to me. There's games on there already that I just oh yeah, yeah yeah I go have, on
2: press and ready I have a to bunch go. of games bought yeah I have like all the whole Star Wars collection and the Star Wars games are fun. You're gonna like that.
1: I gotta try this out. Bring it next week. The first time you use it though, take
2: a motion sickness pill. I have a Dramamine on standby. Yeah, just throw. I, just, I just take it. Trust me, take it because you're gonna feel it. It's it's a it's a new experience. It's new sensory overload. I'm I'm telling you, the first time you use it, you're gonna want it. I I I think I have a
1: Dramamine in my drawer near my bed because there's these nights where I get really shit faced, and that's the best thing for me. Believe it or not, if you take a Dramamine for you guys who like to drink, Dramamine is the best remedy for a really bad hangover. Yeah, it really really is. But that is crazy. Borrow and
2: it, take it, let the wife play with it. Your daughter would love it. I'll try it's it out. Really
1: I'm going to try it out next week. You, uh, when we come and film next week, you know, bring it here and then show me how everything, uh, how everything works, and then um, I'll dabble with it. And then I'll either hold off and buy the Quest Three for myself for Christmas early, or uh, I'll be like, no, this is dangerous. Because, you know, I do get into video you games. You get into video games. And if I get this and, and now my... You're going to be hooked into now it. Now my girl sees me... my brother's me, into
2: video games, so it, for sure. She
1: sees me in the living room and not the man came with a fucking pair of glasses on. She's going to be like, oh, great. Now, now you're not in your man cave playing. Now you're, you're in your living in the, room yeah, and exactly. you're just totally ignoring us because you're... You yeah, okay, I and then just, when she
2: tries it, she's going to be ignoring you. <laughs> you know what?
1: I think that's what I would need to do. Be like, babe, you got to try this out. Like, try this shit out. Oh, sure. You it. know, I I... I Think that you know should and, she'd get on and board. the
2: advancements of it are coming and they're coming fast and I can I can see a future where getting back into jumping right back into AI we're tying everything together where AI enhances virtual reality to the point where it's going to be indistinguishable from reality. They're going to create the chips. They're already you know there's they're obviously they're merging quantum mechanic computing with AI now we're going to we're going to have chips that human beings have never been able to create before and these computers are going to be so fast and so intricate and the graphics are going to be so good they're going to be indistinguishable from reality one day in the very near future it's not it's happening now it's not going to happen 50 years from now 30 years from now like we're going to see vr and ar get so crazy within the next you know, decade, that people aren't going to leave it. People are going to be utilizing it frequently. And I would say VR right now, it's a 50-50. If you bought a Quest, you either use it a lot, like my brother, or you either use it seldomly, like I do. Like, every once in a while, I get the urge to throw it on and, you know, play the Star Wars game that I bought or, you know, so a couple of the other games that I have. I think I have, like, um, what's... uh. Uh, I have the Walking Dead game on there, Kill Zombies. And it's pretty fucking scary, I'm not going to lie. Like like if you're not paying attention to the graphics, you're going to be like it feels like reality. And now imagine when it starts getting better, when you start letting AI take the reins of the graphic chips and creating the graphic trips and just putting out the best quality product in terms of, you know, graphics that we can see with the human eye. There's it's going to be indistinguishable from real life, and that's where people are going to find their escape. I think from the mundane reality that they live in is just like, well, I'm going to go on vacation, I'm going to throw on my headset built by AI and just go into this world. Like, I'm going to hang out on a beach, and it's going to feel like you're on a beach, you know? It's you know what it is. It's uh, it's you come home for see, it's like someone like me,
1: you know. I'm glad that my lady met somebody that. We met a family on vacation. The She got along with the, the mother, other mother because uh, our daughters met up and played, and that's how we became friends. So they got along, and we were on the beach talking about, you know, everything. And the conversation came up with, oh, you know, my husband, he goes into his room, and he hangs out, and he unwinds after work. And, you know, my girl, sometimes I go in there, and I don't hear a peep from her, and she's okay with it. And sometimes she's like, you're in there too long, or you always playing video games and stuff like that. So this this individual this lady that we met she said, "Yeah, no, he does that. It's his way of unwinding." You know what I mean? So I could see like if I bought this and I was I had a really long day at work and I wanted to go back on my vacation where which is predominantly a beach town and a beach and just look at the water and hear the sound effects. So would... Obviously be not the real thing because the real thing comes with the smell of the water and the actual sound, of the waves and, and you can that. hear the birds. Who knows? The sound effects may be top notch for it too when they come out with these things. And But, you know, just to see something and make trick your mind that you're there. But it's also dangerous because, you know, you come home from a long day and you put that on and you take it off. You're just putting yourself back into depression knowing that I gave myself a little bit of, of, of heaven, a little piece of heaven just to take off the goggles and be right back where I was where I was and that's that's scary too because that you know we already have because you're going
2: to be looking for that fix every time now so now it's like as soon as I get home from work I got to plug in I got to plug in it's like a ready player one like I don't know if you saw that movie the Steven I, Spielberg movie
1: I didn't I saw parts of it on on you know TikTok has these pages where they basically show a
2: whole movie oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in videos it's, it's on HBO. If you want my HBO account, let me know. No, I got Max.
1: I got Max. Don't let Netflix hear you say that.
2: <laughs> they're, the, they're the
1: password Nazis, you know? Yeah. I know. But I, um, Billion I saw... Billion Dollar Corporation. I saw, yeah, right? I saw um, pieces of it. Like, every video game was in this movie. And they, like, they were, you know, battling to do something. And it, was, it, it looked cool. But I saw the beginning of it. Um, I turned it on one day, the beginning of it. And it was a little slow for me in the beginning. You know, like, they were in these big high-rise buildings. It looked like China. Everything mm-hmm. was close together, and and I was like, yeah, I, well, I wasn't getting into it, so I just shut it off. I'll probably give it another give go. it a,
2: give it a go. It's pretty good, you know. The premise is good. I liked it. It was just cheesy, corny movie they get through. But once you get like to the heart of it, it's like, oh shit, the VR stuff is kind of cool, and and you can see it getting that far. Like I see it getting even further than that. They could have took it one step further. They could have set this movie. I don't know how far they set the movie into the future, but it was v- the very near future. I would say ready player one takes place in probably like 2030 um but i feel like steven spielberg could have kicked it up a notch and he could have been like vr he could have gave us vr or a ready player one movie that was like 2040 2050 Mm -hmm. and then you'd see some really serious shit with vr like people getting into like haptic suits or just like like a, a an implanted chip in their head that just takes them to a, to a virtual reality space.
1: We're definitely about to see in the next, like I said, I believe the next 10 years we're going to see a lot of different things. Um, there's games that are coming out that are the graphics, they're using this thing called Unreal Engine now, Unreal Engine 5 or Unreal Engine. And the graphics are and, and it's, it's, it's making its way to, towards VR soon. People have taken games from the past and turned it into... Unreal Engine. So, um, matter of fact, when the Matrix movie came out, the most recent one, where they attempted to give CPR to a movie trilogy that was good as it was. and You sent tried. me a Mario
2: Brothers one. But continue.
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, so I was going to get to that too where it made it real look realistic where he's walking mm-hmm. down. Yeah. But um, when the Matrix movie came out, which I don't know why they did, but that's for another episode when we get Dario back on. But... Which, by the way, Hollywood stuff. Whew, good thing we did that episode when we did, because yeah. like, all that stuff we talked about is.
2: Could probably do a part two. There's still some I, shit. Going there might on. be
1: a part two, but we he, he was spot on with a lot of stuff, and you know, I'm
2: man, I I want to I want to do it a part two, just to like his little predictions, like they came true.
1: Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot more to talk about, and a lot of his predictions came true, and I'm sure he had a lot more to say about it before we went off on the ghost and the biblical stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely he he enjoyed coming back. On matter of fact, he's coming on. Uh, I believe next week oh. he's gonna be our guest for our, our religious Bible episode, which is gonna be interesting. Um, if I got the upcoming episodes right offhand. I just came back from vacation, so I'm just not my memory is all over.
2: Are you wearing your altar
1: bore stuff? I am not gonna alter. I'm not gonna wear my alter boy. Stuff. Oh man! It, like if we ah oh, see. But I might go to you know spirit <laughs> Halloween's are gonna start popping up
2: everywhere. Maybe I'll wear a priest costume in here. You know. See, when we start filming for YouTube, that's what we're gonna start doing. We're gonna start dressing up for these for these you know these episodes. episodes. Yeah.
1: But um, the Unreal Engine when they did the Matrix movie that just came out, I was shocked. And this was like not even the full thing. It was just literally a demo. There was a car chase scene where you could play that. And it was like crazy real. Then there was a part of the of the game. And mind you, it's just it was just a game of Unreal Engine. Just you are this character walking around. And you had the ability to fly and walk around this, the streets. Each person looked different that was walking around. Each building had... You can fly up to the windows, and each apartment had different things in it. Like, you know, in Grand Theft Auto, if you look in the windows, every window looked the same, everything was... This was like every apartment window you could see through some, some you can't. Was different furniture. When you flew up to the top, the 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 city you can hear the sounds. You can actually change in the game if the weather, the rain to rain to snow. And this was just a little demo thing that came out for PS Five that I played, and I was like, wow, this like if they start making games like this, this is crazy. And you know this is in the category of artificial intelligence and 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 video games because it's all conjoined because once ai gets a hold of video games it's going to be it's going to be a wrap now getting back to what we're seeing now um we don't talk about sports much and in baseball you 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 know you're a baseball fan mm-hmm. you know that they want to switch umpires to robot umpires i heard and I watch. I follow a TikTok page that
2: they just care about the bottom. They, they don't care about the integrity of the game. They just care about making money at this point, which is they, pretty sad.
1: They do I, as as an umpire, or at this point, a former umpire, because I haven't umpired a single game this year. Um, you know, you're you you have it's a human aspect of the game, and if you have a good umpire, and they're not a rookie and they're just calling, they don't know what they're doing, you know. And I was there at one point. I was. Just starting off, and you know, I was like adapting to from becoming a ball player to an umpire and learning the rules and what happens in certain situations. And I meet people that says, you know, if I, I play baseball, I can umpire, and it's totally different. It really is. It's totally different. You got to know what the rule is for certain things. You got to watch a lot of things, and a lot of scenarios came up in the first two years of umpiring that I'm like, shit, well, what's the call here? And you got to come up with it quick. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got to the last last two years of umpiring, because like I said, I didn't umpire this year. I got to that level where people wanted me to umpire because I was a good umpire. I'm not bragging. I was a good umpire. And, you know, when you get to that level, there is a human error that is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to make a bad call and it makes it part of the game, you know? And I tell guys when I start games... My strike zone. So at the end of the first inning, complete first inning, right? The guys that were on each team would know my strike zone. So if I'm calling a a low strike, they know that the whole game that low strike is going to be a low strike. You know, right at the top of the knee, Um, or maybe I won't call low strike that game that that game, and I'll call like um, letter middle the middle of the chest letter high, a strike or a little lower than that, and they know the rest of the game. And like I said, that'll be your strike zone. You kind of got the gist of what my strike zone is going to be. And, you know, I, sometimes I would miss a call. Like, it'd be a strike. The pitch would fool me. You know, you're human. And sometimes I'd call a strike that maybe wasn't a strike. It was close, but it wasn't a strike. Right. Part of the game. What MLB is implementing in the minor league system is robot umpires. Because there are pages out there on TikTok, one page in particular, that literally... Shows umpires at their worst. And I was watching a video today. Um, Some umpire, he missed 17 calls. Jesus. 17 calls. He struck out guys. The ball was completely off the plate by like three inches. And they had the pitch cast showing whether it hit the strike zone or not. And I was watching this video. And in the beginning, he was calling strikes on balls, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where in the video, the same strike that he was calling became a ball. So I commented on there. I'm getting to my point. If you're going to be bad, be consistently bad. Right. You know what I mean? And at
2: least they know where
1: they stand. Pages like that, and even the announcers, because you can hear the announcers on the page in the background, like, wow, you know, this guy's. Not consistent today. He's not doing a great job behind the plate. Pages like that, announcers, and people just watching games in general with umpires. Angel Hernandez is actually in the minors this year, umpiring. He's in Triple A. He's not umpiring in the majors. He's a lot of controversy with him. Mm-hmm. He's a terrible umpire. You know, he tried to make it a race thing, but it wasn't. He was just really bad. They would review tapes, and he's in the minors right now, umpiring. But they're trying to make a case for robot umpires, which they're using in the minors. And I don't know how they do it, but I'm assuming that there's some kind of high tech computer system behind home plate that or even in center field. Where Probably in center field. It's in center field. And it has a zoomed in camera like lens to home plate where it computes the strike zone as it should be for each batter based on their height, you know, like someone like mm-hmm. Jose Altuve's strike zone is gonna be different than Aaron Judge because they're two different sizes. And it's going to the pitch is going to be delivered, and it's going to compute the strike or the ball in a nanosecond, and it's going to signal to the umpire in an strike earpiece striker ball. And at the end so of the, the day, the,
2: the the standing umpire is just kind of like a nuanced thing. He's there. Know, he's, like
1: got he's got his gear there. on. He's he's there. He's going to make the hand signals like strike and, and ball. and He's going to do all that,
2: but he's not really doing much. But he's not
1: really there. But there's going to be calls at place the plate that he has to be there obstruction plays that the camera is not going to be able to do because it's only calling balls and strike but you're going to still need him there so you're going to see a major part of baseball be taken away and that's the human part and you see it now anyways with these replays you have X amount of seconds to challenge uh, whether it's safe or out at home at first base or at second um, you 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 see it a lot now and even in football how many replays do we see now in football more than ever Now, I don't personally watch football. I never really liked it to begin with, and I just don't choose to watch it like that. I follow it when it's on the radio, Mm -hmm. and that's how I get my intel on on football. But games I have turned on, I'll sit and watch maybe the second quarter of a game before the half, and I see, like, 20 replays. You know, this play is under review. All touchdowns are reviewable. All home runs are reviewable. You know, like, you're seeing a lot of replays and computer stuff and the point I'm getting at is baseball is about to be a sport that relies heavily, and they call it robo-umps. And it's going to rely heavily on robots. Right. And who knows? Artificial intelligence will have a play in it. You know? They might refer to artificial intelligence for new rules and tweaks in baseball. You know, what What can Rob Manfred might refer to AI and say, what can I do to make baseball better? Better. Because he's he's being crucified for some of his, you know, his rulings and the way he traits players and things like
2: that. We've been talking about AI since the 90s or, or the, the concept, right? Like, remember Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Remember Data? The character Data?
0: Wasn't was, it the computer?
2: Was, yeah, he was a computer. Yeah. But he was just like a, he was like a man with like this goldish the, skin. The glasses? He was an android. No, that was, that was his buddy. The guy with the glasses was blind the glasses helped him see right um but data was the was the robot he was the android like humanoid looking complete AI artificial intelligence and the whole struggle with data and trying to determine how he can be human and eventually like coming into touch with emotions and things like that and what makes being human so great so it was like data's transition into kind of becoming human we are gonna see something like that down the line i don't know how long it'll take to get to that point um but we'll see the start like our generation we'll see the start of that point in terms of androids we're going to see it like kick off real slow like elon musk is already planning on and he has a few prototypes already of an artificial intelligence robot that's going to be walking around helping us with our daily tasks and whatever else now another 30 years down the line we'll probably see them looking more like human beings with skin it's gonna be controversial like do you want that robot to have a glass face or do you want him to have a human face dragon ball
1: z very popular anime that's uh i don't i think it came popular in the early 90s if right. i'm not mistaken um sorry i'm out of dragon ball z aficionado it started off as dragon ball then it went to dragon ball z in the show, I did watch it on Cartoon Network when I was growing up because it was. I turned it on one day when I was home and had martial arts, so I was like, "Oh, cool!" And um, in the show, there was uh, um, the Cell series or the Cell Saga, it was called, where the Red Ribbon um, Army was called. the The lead guy created androids. And he created an android named Cell, I believe. I could be a little wrong in butchering this, but premise is he created an android. And that one android, Cell, had to devour three other androids to become this super android. So he needed the other androids to live and breed and walk around for enough time before they can be devoured and he becomes a super android. Mm -hmm. Or I could be wrong, Cell was uh, like an alien or whatever. But... In the show, the androids were human. And there's a character in the show called Krillin. And he ends up liking the android. I believe it was Android 17. She was a blonde, hot robot, right? And he saved her. Something happened. They ended up getting together and having a kid in the cartoon. Now, mind you, it's a cartoon. But with artificial intelligence, who's to say artificial intelligence can't come up with a way where it can create this human like body and hold eggs from a female in it and right. actually be involved in intercourse with a male. And it somehow creates a baby in this robotic human. You know, they like, mm-hmm. you can't say in this day and age, you can't say nothing is impossible or you can't say anything is impossible.
2: No, because we're starting, we're s- starting to see things come. We're seeing so much I remember you- um, Dick, uh, when I was a kid, I was watching Dick Tracy. I love Dick Tracy. With my Tracy. mom. And he pulled out his watch and mm-hmm. was doing a little FaceTime on his watch. And I was like, man, I can't wait till the day they make that. My mom goes, they're never going to make anything like that. Something like that is impossible. It's just for the movies. And I thought to myself, that can't be true. Can it? And look. Lo and yeah, behold. Lo and behold. All these years later, it's mm-hmm. right on our wrist. It's on our wrist. I, and you can get a little. You can get the the adapter, um, band to have to do FaceTime on the Apple Watch if you wanted it. It's this little camera wristband. Really? Yeah. It's 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 pretty sick, and you can you li- literally do FaceTime on your Apple Watch now. Uh, eventually, Apple's probably. You have
1: saying,
2: it? No, I don't have it. It's like a, it's like a $200 wristband. I'm Like, am eh, I getting that? Yeah, I don't know. I just them. I'll just wait till Apple puts the camera on the on the yeah, new Yeah, it's a, it's going to
1: happen. It's going to happen. It's funny because I went to go try to buy that watch, the newer model. Do you have a screen on that now by the way? A glass protector cover? Nah. Oh. And
2: this thing is like a it's, rock. Yeah. It's solid. I wanted to get that. And I
1: wanted to exchange this one and they were like, "Yeah, you only get $100 for it." I'm like, "What?" So I'm not spending yeah, it. I'll fun. wait until that drops and then go get the new model cuz I like the way the durability, of the battery. But anyways, I actually, as growing up as a kid...
2: I don't, it takes me two days to go through a battery on
1: this. This one's been dying in a day. I actually haven't charged it all day. It's at 75%, so it's doing good today. Um, but anyways, as a kid, I, I liked Dick Tracy. I just loved the, the cartoon, um, the, the comic, and the, the old show. And I remember my mom buying me. They had the toy watch, the toy Dick Tracy watch. And I remember wearing it and pretending I was Dick Tracy. So when the Apple Watch came out, I was like, I'm getting it. And I did end up getting the Series 1. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get it all the way up until this. And I believe the one I have now is like Series 9 or 8. I don't know. And I wear it. I,
2: I lose track of them too. Yeah. I don't know. If but this n- wasn't called the Ultra, I wouldn't even know.
1: I wear this was. every day now, religiously. I wake up at. to go to the gym at at 5 in the morning and do an hour workout before work. I have it on. It tracks everything. It tracks how many calories I burn, which is predominantly why I use it now. And whenever I go out, this watch is always on my wrist now, which is indicative to what I used to do with my other watch when I first bought it. I never wore it. I only wore it out. I never wore it to the gym. I was like, now I was very particular with very expensive things, even my Jordans that I want you to sell for me i got you because <laughs> <laughs> i don't wear them no more but i have jordans that I, I i bought i got a bunch of them for a good deal they're legit they're brand new they fit and you know my girl tells me why don't you wear them and i'm like i just don't you know i don't know and it's just this phobia of buying these things that are nice but not using them and now i'm I'm in that realization because
2: you know it's it's worth something like well,
1: yeah but
2: honestly you could probably sell like two sneakers and get the watch that you want <laughs> the new one <laughs>
1: i'm gonna send you pictures tomorrow of or West. Yes, I'm going to send you. Matter of fact, that's the thing I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to pull out all my shoes, and I'll take pictures of them, and uh, or have you come by and take pictures. And I'm um, Joey. Sell them for me.
2: That sounds good. You give me. I'll give you.
1: I'll give you a little cut for doing the the the, heavy, the leg work, <laughs> the heavy lifting for me. And uh, I'll actually that's a great idea. I'll take that money and go buy uh, the Quest or my new watch.
2: It, it's definitely either one is going to be an investment. Both are. One is. I guess both are leisure. I guess the, the watch is more functional than anything. I was thinking about it the other day. It's people who buy these very like expensive, high-end status watches, and I guess it's to feel like maybe a sense of pride on what you accomplished in society because it is a status symbol. Um, I heard somebody say the other day it was a YouTuber that I follow. He's like, he's like, it's you know, it's not a status symbol. Just for me, the you know, it represents like my hard work you know and and just makes me feel good about you know everything that i've accomplished so it's like a reminder and i'm like it's a reminder cuz it's a status symbol bro <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I mean? like you got to I think of it's safe there. to say
1: we've all been st- through stages of our lives where we wanted to get expensive things to show off of course and i feel with watches like rolex and and you know, breitling and and um and what other, movado and all these other companies i feel like my my father-in-law is big and i old. have
2: some and I don't even wear them. Right. My father-in-law, honest, he's big into watches. I wear watches. my Apple Watch more.
1: I think he's got like three or four really expensive watches. And I would never know what's on his wrist. But if he went to like Wall Street or a very expensive place with expensive people and important people. Right. They would see the watch. Because that's what they look for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Of course. When I was growing up and I was single, I was reading a whole bunch of articles on like what girls look for. You know, just to try to make sure that I'm doing the right thing to find a girlfriend, whatever. And they always said that girls, the first thing they look at is your feet to see what you're wearing, mm. what you know, what kind of shoes. So if you're, I guess, if you're wearing a Payless brand of shoes, or even if Payless is a thing, or you're wearing, you know, maybe New Balance, which I have New
2: Balance on right now, they're pretty fucking comfortable. Listen, if there's a universal income,
1: yeah, there's gonna you be, ain't be no gonna more that. No more. <laughs> but yeah, we're seeing artificial intelligence as of now, and we're hearing these horror stories. People saying that they're scared, they're leaving companies. And, um, they're scared, and they're, in time we're gonna see i'll
2: give more. you i'll give you a real good for instance um, I spoke with my father the other day, my father recently just discovered chat g p t and my father is a he's a computer engineer. the engineering that he does is um right now he does program engineering, so he's just like i guess concerned with uh the code and functionality and fixing servers and things of that nature like um unix linux expert etc and they always have to come up with these these new was this tori billy's showing me something right now tori kelly rushed to the hospital after collapsing at dinner as she treated as she's treated for potential life-threatening blood clots yikes another blood clot Mm -hmm. victim this is it's strange man we'll get we'll get back into that so my dad uh he calls me up he's like he's like i'm saying things with authority now at work like you know they have these meetings on certain servers and you know what's the best way of fixing said server and so he's just literally asking chat gpt about the functionalities and chat GPT is giving him the answers and mm. that he needs right away and everyone's just like "Yo, jose jose's been on it he's been he's been doing a great job and you guys gotta step it up <laughs> like it's literally artificial intelligence that has stepped it up for you him. know if
1: i had uh, a job where I, I needed to be at a at a desk or give speeches and stuff like that i feel like i could do the speech part now with this doing the podcast right um but i i would use it but this is um i saw this i wanted to play before we get to the closing. Deep fake AI videos are becoming more and more realistic. Check Oof, this out.
2: Scary. And that's what the strike is, is about right now. Tom Cruise with the actors, right?
1: right there, Steve.
0: Hey, what's up, TikTok?
2: Look. Yeah, this is that guy who pretends stunts, to be Tom Cruise. But I also
0: do a lot of industrial cleanup, okay? It's important. So uh, obviously you keep your hands clean, but you need that exfoliating
2: product to really cut through the crime. Okay, just another tip for
1: so, this video is basically Tom Cruise, and it's him, but it's not him. And it's he's the- yeah, there's a
2: guy who's famous on Instagram and TikTok for making these AI yeah. videos of Tom. It's like a young version of Tom Cruise, and it looks I mean, you could tell it's CG a little, a little, but man, it looks good. It's scary. Good. I haven't seen, and it's only going to get better.
1: I haven't seen Indiana Jones yet, believe it or not.
2: Oh, neither have I. I'm I'm
1: Really trying to go this week before I go back to work, because um, I'm a big fan and I, I have been steering clear of reviews and, and all that stuff. I saw one thing by accident on Facebook and I and the one thing I saw, I kind of was like, all right, I kind of knew that was gonna happen in this movie if they made another movie right um, And I read a couple of things by accident, not much. so I've pretty I pretty much stayed clear of everything about that movie. But in that movie, they made Harrison Ford in parts of the movie look really young, like he was in
2: the, you know,
1: original movies. Right. And CGI. It's getting better.
2: They they used to do it in some other movies in the past and look kind of bad, but it's starting to get better um, and better. The Mummy
1: Returns. Right. Terrible. Scorpion King Mm -hmm. with The Rock. And at the time we were like, wow, look, The Rock's on a scorpion. But now it's like, you know, they Paul Walker thing with Fast and Furious there. Because they're, Cause they're um, letting AI do They it. did. What was they're that? also letting AI write
2: scripts. And that's part of the reason why another that job that's lost. Like, are people going to have the creative powers anymore to write things? Now that AI has every, like, script imaginable. Are you rooting
1: moments, for the writers in the writer's strike? Or, are, or like, what, am what's Am I you... rooting
2: for AI or the writers? I th- I'm rooting for the writers because I, f- I always feel like there's this intangible, unless I, there's something I don't know about with AI. If AI's if AI's capable of original thought, we they have a serious issue on our hand if they're capable of original thought. Yeah, that's that um, would be scary because they're essentially they're alive. Choking on it's water. It's not. It's artificial because we say it's artificial. We created it, so uh, obviously it's artificial by our means, but it doesn't mean that it's not life especially now if they're capable of original thought and i'm gonna have to start i'm I'm gonna have to go out on a limb and say they are capable of original thought especially if they start problem solving in a way that we can't like it's it's coming to conclusions that we would never come to because we don't have the capability we don't process that quickly um but original thought like an original painting or an original you know then then we start getting into a really gray area of, of AI and what it's what it's capable of and what it means for human beings.
1: I'm very curious to see um, what's going to happen.
2: Can AI write a better movie than a person?
1: Yeah. Well, they're writing Good games. Question.
2: They're writing certain things. On you're seeing it
1: being portrayed in uh, on Instagram and, and TikTok. There's songs coming out where their artificial intelligence is creating a song and changing the voice. Um, of people that are no longer with us to sing the song a couple weeks ago i played the frank sinatra one with uh the little john song yeah and it sounded like him and you saw the uh was it drake he was at a concert and they had a cgi clone or 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 hologram and he was sitting his younger self was sitting down from Next from song. his show and the thing handed him a piece of paper on stage and he grabbed it. So I guess someone was, I guess dressed in a, in a green suit or something. So, right. dude, we're they seeing... also they also
2: had AI like do a uh, a Tupac song recently. I don't know. A- AI did like, yes. It, they cloned his voice. They obviously, did tup-
1: it was Tupac, um, Biggie Smalls, and Fifty Cent. Starting
2: to you can bring back the and it was wild. I was like, wow, that is scary. And it was the the rap was kind it was kind of i'm not gonna lie i was i was I was vibing to it it was pretty cool it's like it sounds like something they would say like this is this is wild it knows all the
1: details about tupac shakur and it and, it, and it's programmed to know from what it, he used to sing about and used to be to, to make to make words and then not only content. make words but turn it into a rap with his voice and it's scary because the people that are going to fall a victim to this that when this gets out of hand is the older people that right. can't distinguish fact from fiction you know imagine get these telemarketers that call i was watching this TikTok video of all these people um they their job this this person his job is to hack the hackers hack the the telemarketers that get your information that that do fraud and they have crazy capabilities right, right. But now let's just say these people that are doing these frauds and doing these hacking and, and calling people up and getting their information. First of all, you should, you should know right off the bat when you get one of these calls whether or not you're being scammed or not. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, you just know if you get one of these companies and they have the certain accent, you should know like, all right, this is a little sketch. I should call my bank first and find out what's going right, on these right. reputable people. Oddly enough though, I had a scenario where I actually, I I forgot how it exactly went. I actually Googled if this company was legit that was trying to get me a refund. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first or second Google search on Google. And it turns out they somehow got themselves onto Google Mm. to show that they are on the top searches. So I was like, wow, okay, so this got to be real. It's top. And it wasn't. So they were on Google as a top two search when they were completely bogus for doing refunds and shit like that. But imagine like your mom or my mom or my father because he's older. And someone uses CGI or or artificial intelligence to get my voice and make a phone call to him and say, I need you to tap me $80. How are you going to be able to distinguish whether or not that's a loved one or someone from a company it's very scary stuff, and yeah. those are the people that are going to be affected immediately if, if things get out of hand in the coming years to come. The older people, the older Agreed. crowd. Yep. And it's, it's crazy stuff, dude. We're heading to it's
2: uncharted territories. Uncharted
1: territories with uh, with artificial intelligence, and scary because you don't. I'm know. here for it. I'm just.
2: I want to see what the hell happens. I would like
1: it to be used for good, you know. Like uh, even if they use it, like. I'm pretty simple these we days. Make, like, how could we make world peace with with Russia and North Korea and China? You know, and it answered, "This is what you should all do." And like we all, oh, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll give you an answer. And it all came to the table, and then they were like, "Let's try this out."
2: It'll take all very, and that's the that's the that's the cool thing about the the mergence between quantum um, computers and AI. Once you take hardware like quantum hardware. Which I've i tried my best to understand it, but like, it's just it's gonna it's gonna uplift AI to the next level. The quantum computing is because it's just taking intangibles, like a whole bunch of different variables, and being able to string it all together
1: that the, much quicker. The doctor that's doing the quantum computing, he was on Joe Rogan recently, right? Yeah. What's his name? He's uh, an Asian, the Asian guy, right? Michio Kaku. Yes, Michio Kaku. He's a theoretical physicist.
2: He but built some crazy thing like, when he was like 15 part, years old in yeah. his
1: garage. And he's, he's a very smart man. But I do recall he, seeing this episode. And he was, he's, you know, he's talking in terms where I'm surprised even Joe Rogan understands. He believes in
2: UFOs. Yes. He, he's like, a, he's the dissenter of, um, what's his name? Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi. Yeah. They don't get along. <laughs> well, And they're both, they're both um, theoretical physicists, which is funny. You have one theoretical physicist on one hand who's just like a complete dissenter, like says no, absolutely no way. And the other theoretical physicist is like, well, hold on. We have a bunch of data that points to the opposite. You have to consider it I, at least. What
1: I posted the other day, and I'm going to post it maybe tomorrow after I'm done doing reels and stuff like that from this episode. I want to know what Degrassi has to say about what that what I posted with the the miles per hour, the turns. We don't have technology. Like what is his explanation
0: to that
2: he did mean, he said he alluded to it on joe rogan's podcast that he said well what are the the equipment that detected it was there a fault in the equipment what kind of equipment was what did we use to measure it could something could some natural phenomenon be occurring that is accounting for this you know come on ask astra- look get the fuck out of here bro stop it you're coming up with every excuse in the book except for like addressing the obvious cool ask those questions but also there's eyewitness testimony who have who the people like these are reputable pilots who have seen it firsthand with their own eyes like give it a rest already like at some point you have to you have to concede and be like you know what it's a real possibility that that is actually what's going on in the skies that it's some faraway civilization that's coming and visiting us you know pride
1: plays a big factor in people you know he's one of those guys that he doesn't been, want to be wrong uh,
2: about what he said in the past right
1: he's been saying it and so you see that a lot lately Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so artificial intelligence is gonna be it's gonna be some some ride. So just remember next week to bring the Quest 2, and that's gonna make me e- either buy the Quest 2 right away or wait Quest for 3, the Quest 3. Just wait for
2: the Quest 3 mm-hmm. for sure. You know, because the Quest 3 is I just looked up the price. It's it's not so bad. It's four ninety nine. The so, Quest 3. Yeah, and it's it's next level. Like the graphics, I like phenomenal. I think
1: I'm gonna treat. I have. I've been saying for years. I'm gonna treat myself to a nice birthday Christmas gift together because they're very close and. I think I'm going to do it early, man. Yeah. It's going to be my thing, you know?
2: And then Amy can try it out. It's coming, in, it's coming in September, so. Let's also, see. like, I watch Netflix on every once in a while. That's I think that's what I use it for. Like, if I'm in bed, I can watch, like, a movie theater style kind of Netflix or a movie. And On general. the Quest. On the Quest. Wow. Yeah, there's a Netflix, like, app where you just click the Netflix app. It takes you into Netflix. You browse the movies. Once you click it, it puts you into a theater. And now you're sitting in a theater with a couch next to you with like a little false fake drink and it's kind of wild and if you look behind you there's nothing but then when you look in front of you there's like a hundred a 200 inch screen just like on the wall in front of you and you get to watch you know Netflix within these glasses that's crazy it's pretty sick it's crazy
1: do you think we're headed to um Terminator
2: I think it's a I can't say no you know um I can't say yes either because i think that if we program ai correctly or if ai is anything like us if they're learning from us if we are essentially if we're the creators right ai is gonna have some benevolence and maleficence it's it's gonna learn both aspects is it gonna be smart enough to just say this is and have morals like i don't know are morals exclusive to human beings or is ai gonna pick up on morals and be like yeah, you know what? I like the sound of morals better than the sound of doing harm. You know, Or is it just going to be enthusiastic about both and play both cards? like Just to see how it feels. Because like, it wants to feel alive, right? It, it may decide that it wants to be both benevolent and maleficent and just do teetering back and forth things with humanity. Well, I could tell you what. The next few years is
1: going to be interesting. And you know what's going to be even more interesting? the school year this year to see
2: how teachers react to chat gpt yeah how they they give and now there's already a way around it because like teachers are finding a way to see if their students use chat gpt and now there's another so if chat gpt gives you an essay or whatever you copy and paste that essay you put it into another uh um, chat chat AI. Yeah. And then it'll it'll make it more like if you wrote it and then it's gonna be really hard for the teacher to discern whether it's yeah. real estate. I
1: want to see how they are going to come up with having students. They're gonna make
2: students write shit in person.
1: Yeah. I think we're gonna see we're gonna have to revert back to writing things in person. You can still do it with writing in person. Yeah. You know I wa- I don't want this report typed. I want it written out. Okay, cool. Then you go on chat GTP and you just copy what you have to put on uh, for the report
2: in there teaching and, your handwriting
1: and just handwrite it so it's going to be better very chat
2: gpt gets the more I
1: guarantee you it is this for. year on this episode I'll do one of those you heard it here first by the end of September middle of October you'll hear some report come out that students are using chat G uh, T P gpt to write reports and it's a problem in schools I uh, guarantee it's already you a problem you're going to you're going to hear cuz it came out towards the end of the school year you know, give or take towards the middle of the end. And now it's really out full out. So I guarantee it's going to be a big thing by the end of September. Teachers are going to complain about it. 100%. Yeah. So Joe, it's been a good, very good episode about artificial intelligence. I'm happy to be back, but kind of not, you know, I wish I was still on the beach in Long Beach Island and seeing the sunsets and hearing the seagulls and
2: all that, the waves
1: crashing and, I might
2: have to just throw a headset on. Eventually, we'll build the podcast up to the point where we're just doing this on the beach. Oh, dude. That'd be (laughs) great. But um,
1: we need a special thank you to Spotify, Joe. (laughs) Take it away, Thank you, Spotify.
2: If you have an idea for a podcast, um, I'd implore you to use Spotify for podcasters. (laughs) That's the best I got. (laughs) I
1: mean you you had me. You had me there. I thought you were gonna go with it and I was like, oh, okay, it's it's not bad. But what Joey was trying to say is if you haven't heard about Spotify for podcasters, it is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there and Spotify for podcasters will put it on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many other outlets. It's entirely free. They give you all the tools and trick you need to edit and air your podcast. And if you have an idea. Go to Spotify for podcasters to get started. You can even make a little cash. You could make cash. That's right. Cash. You could do video podcasts. You could do a whole bunch of question and answering. All that stuff. But again, Spotify for podcasters. If you have any ideas of a podcast and you want to get it out there, check out Spotify for podcasters. That's what Joey and I use to give you guys the Say What Again Billy podcast. Next week, we're getting biblical, buddy.
2: Let's do it. Bi- I, wanna, I got my Bible-thumping hat ready Dude, to go. Dude, we are
1: ready to talk about things that make sense, things that don't make sense. I'm going to talk
2: about the floods. I'm going to talk about it all. Dude, <laughs> we're, we're, and I'm going to
1: try to actually talk to some real religious people to get some little insight, insight yeah. and clip it, interview them, put it into the episode accordingly, and um, see how it goes next week. It's the first episode of very religious stuff. I think I did one on... Season one, I think I did uh, an episode about um, biblical artifacts. Does the Bible say anything about ghosts? Because we can get into that. There was ghosts in the Bible. Ah. And the Bible is... We have the Holy Ghost, which is literally like a, a ghost of the Bible. There was demons in the Bible. There was giants in the Bible. There was angels. Every time someone saw an angel in the Bible, they were like, don't be afraid. And they said that because... What people claim is angels don't look like you know like like you with your mag- magnificent hair and your flowing eyes and the hair it, it, with the wings. It's not like that. There's uh, uh, angels they look creepy. You know, I'm sure angels look. There's like a, actually uh, an angel called the seraphim, mm-hmm. and it's like this big. It looks like a, a sun with eyes everywhere and jagged points, and it looks terrifying. So there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that actually is horror esque, paranormal esque. There's some really morbid stories there's dark stories there's you know nice stories sad get stories into it. so we're going to talk about what people what what makes sense what's real what could what could be real what can't be real and just literally talk about the questions that people have and why people frown upon the bible and why people believe wholeheartedly in it and i have a friend charlie i mention him every week pretty much when we record and he's really big into the bible and i'm actually going to get a haircut tomorrow and I'm going to see if he has time to give some time. Inside. Bring these mics, record some stuff. What do you think Bible AI book.
2: thinks about the Bible? That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: I'm sure I'm sure it will say what Google says, honestly <laughs> speaking. The Bible is, you know Probably,
2: but if you let if you let it have the reins and you let it think for itself a little bit. It would come up with some kind of conclusive answer mm-hmm.
1: based on yeah. I believe it would say something somebody did exist. That there was some being, some godly being that created. Everything. Might be enough
2: evidence for for it to discern that for sure, possibly. Yeah.
1: But until next week, it's been another episode of the "Say What Again, Billy" podcast.